Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am your host, Michael Boldia, and as always, it is good to have you with us. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, As always, uh, there is much afoot. There is much going on. Uh, The world is in chaos and turmoil, but that's nothing new. Um, So... Uh, we'll get into all of it today, but before we get into it, I do have to let you know that this is a pre-recorded program, although it is uh, as fresh as you can get. Today is March the 18th, the year of our Lord, 2021, so it is being recorded the self-same day that it is going to air. So uh, what you'll be hearing is not stale, it is not old. It's not that two-day-old bread that you can get for 25 cents at the local bakery. This is the fresh stuff, steaming and yummy. So, uh, a lot to get to, um, but recent events, and by recent I mean within the last 24 hours, um, have made me have to kind of get to this first because uh it's it's relevant on many fronts it's relevant from a prophetic uh, standpoint it's it's relevant from a bible prophecy standpoint it's uh relevant from um well what uncle mikey's been telling you sort of standpoint because the predators smell blood in the water they smell weakness And right now, uh, they have but one duty, and that is to poke at the edges, uh, to see where the soft spots are, to see where the vulnerabilities are, uh, and then proceed from there. And uh, Mr. Robinette Biden is making it all the easier for them. Uh, So the latest headline, give me a second to sip from my delicious beverage. And this isn't from The Onion, okay? This is not from some, uh, you know, non-existent news outlet. This is from uh, the actual New York Times. Uh, I, I know that that's not saying much, but again, better than The Onion. Russia, yes, Russia, erupts in fury over Biden's calling Putin... A killer. Uh, Need I remind everyone that this is the leader of the free world, meaning Mr. Robinette Biden. And, uh, you know, it was cute once upon a time, uh, the way he regaled us with stories of corn pop, the way he regaled us with stories of kids uh, coming and playing with his leg hair in the pool. You know, that was endearing. But, At some point, it stops being endearing when your words or the word salad coming out of your trap uh, (laughs) 
makes uh, Russia recall its ambassador to the United States. So let's get into the story uh, and, and, and maybe probe a little deeper. I've had a handful of people send this to me this morning, uh, and, and it's, I, it's relevant, it's important, because, again... As long as he was isolated, as long as he had no power, the media could cover for Joe Biden and his disabilities. The media could cover for Joe Biden and his, uh, well, um, seeming dementia, if you will. But this isn't corn pop anymore. This isn't just old Joe running for prez. They, they, they managed to eke a, just just in broad daylight Ika steal out of this. And now Joe Biden is the most powerful man in the world. If that doesn't give you reason for pause, if that, that doesn't give you reason to fall to your knees and pray for the mercy of God, if God, if, if, if the idea of Joe Biden being the most powerful man in the world doesn't make you shudder, then uh, you're Beth Moore. And I'm sad for you. So, Moscow. Russia recalled its ambassador to the United States and unleashed a storm of derision aimed at President Biden after he said in a television interview that he thought President Vladimir V. Putin was a killer. Yes, because what, what, what was the, the, the narrative before the elections? He is a statesman. Joe Biden is a statesman. He knows how to deal, and he knows how to wheel, and he knows how to get things done. The statesman Joe. Look, can we be frank, please? Can we be honest with each other? Can we just cards on the table, sort of honest? Even on his best day, Joe Biden was half a retard. And we're a long ways off from this being his best day, okay? When he was bald and a racist... Joe Biden was seemingly half-retarded. I know, it's politically incorrect to say the word retarded. If the shoe fits, wear the helmet too. Look, the most in-depth, profound, introspective thought that Joe Biden has had in the last six months was why were, the chunks, why were there chunks in his diaper if it was supposed to be pudding? Honestly. If it's pudding, why are there chunks? The deepest thought Joe Biden's had. And any time you see one of the mouthpieces come out, uh, the president has been spending 24 hours a day burning both candles at both ends, trying to fix the pandemic, the economy, and everything else. He's been eating pudding and watching cartoons and soiling himself. That's what the most powerful man in the world has been doing. And every time they let him out of his room, he says something. And you know, if he's doing it, you know, calling the people of Texas Neanderthals, ah, water off a duck's back. But he's pecking fights with a guy like Putin. And right now, 
If I were in Putin's shoes, I'd be looking for any excuse whatsoever to, uh, as the kids like to say, break relations with these United States. And Mr. Robinette Biden has given them that excuse. They've given them that reason. Russia's foreign ministry said late Wednesday that it has summoned its envoy in Washington, Anatoly Anotov, to Moscow in order to analyze what needs to be done in the context of relations with the United States. We are interested in preventing an irreversible deterioration in relations if the Americans become aware of the risks associated with it. The foreign ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova said in a statement, Miss Zakharova did not specify whether a specific event had prompted the decision to recall Mr. Antonov, but the rare move came as Russian officials reacted with fury to an interview with Mr. Robinette Biden aired by ABC News. In the interview, when asked whether he thought Mr. Putin was a killer, Mr. Biden responded, Mm-hmm, I do. So, now, we can get further into this, but you get the gist of it. You can't blame the big orange man anymore. Look, I'm waiting. This is a fresh story. It just broke last night. I'm waiting for somebody to come on either CNN and MSNBC and throw out the red herring that Donald Trump called Putin to peck a fight with Joe Biden. Even though it was Joe Biden who started this thing by calling Putin a killer, it doesn't matter. Look, they're going to be blaming Donald Trump for the next 50 years if this nation lasts that long. Sorry, kids. is not him to blame no more. Not for the migration, not for the illegals, not for the job loss, not for the new taxes, not for uh, going, you know, ballistic with the Russians because you call their leader a killer. I'm sorry, it's no more Donald Trump. Donald Trump is in Florida, he enjoyed the sun, he played a little golf. It's no more Donald Trump. And now you will see the statesman, the man who has his hand firmly grasping the steering wheel and the levers of power. You shall see his intellectual gigantedness. That's right, I'm inventing words because that's how smart Joe Biden is. I mean, he used to tutor Obama on the law when Obama was president. No, he's a frail old man who poops in his diaper. Who doesn't know what he's saying half the time. 
And it was all fun and giggles until he had power, until he started talking about guys like Putin. And I'm sure it won't be the last person that, you know, he, oh, no, I do think he's a killer. But of course he is. He's been head of the Russian Federation for how long now? But you're supposed to be the leader of the free world. You're supposed to be diplomatic about things, Zhao. And I'm not even, I, look, I'm not even getting into the policies because it's not just absurd. I hope Beth Moore's happy. That's all I can say. I hope she's still giggling at the thought of Lady Gaga's dress and Dr. Jill's flowing hair. So, yeah, the Russians pulled their ambassador from the U.S. Because Joe Biden went on ABC and said, Yup, Putin's a killer, all right. You know what? I think Corn Pop could have taken him. But, man, it would have been a tough one. Because Corn Pop, well, Corn Pop was a bad dude. Come on, man. So, that's your president, Beth. No está my president, I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's very, very shady business. It's no my president. The Capitol building still surrounded by barbed wire. National Guardsmen are still guarding the bag of wrinkles, also known as Nancy Pelosi and all the other people destroying this country brick by brick. If they thought for an instant this was a fair and honest election, uh, as the French would like to say, uh, Pourquoi, monsieur? Pourquoi? Why are you still being protected by uh, fences and soldiers and guns, eh? You know why. They know why. And what's worse, they know that we know that they know. So... uh, those fences aren't coming down anytime soon. Those soldiers aren't standing down anytime soon. Because they're scare witless. They, they still can't believe they pulled it off. I mean, after, you know, Dr. Jill spends the first 15 minutes of every morning explaining to Joe Biden where he is, and that he is, in fact, El Presidente, he spends the next 30 minutes going, We really pulled it off? <laughs> Where's my pudding? So, um, for those of you that were saying, well, you know, let's not be too harsh on, uh, on the prophets that missed it, because uh, the Russians aren't in play anymore either. You see how quickly things change? You see how, boom, flick of a wrist, the, the belching of an inappropriate word, And back in play they are. And back on the brink we are. Because if you think the Russians are going to let this go, you don't understand anything about the world that you're living in. You're you're basically Beth Moore. So they're not going to let this go. They will use it as pretext... And they'll push, and they'll push, and they'll push. 
And the longer it takes us to push back, and we won't, because let's face it, other than some Syrians running around in their pajamas with, you know, basically pellet guns, Joe Biden doesn't have the stomach for war. Joe Biden doesn't have the stomach for anything. But the people running him don't have the stomach for war. They just want to make a little cash. The industrial complex was dry for four long years under the big orange man. There were no natives to murder. There were no young men to send to war for four long years. There were no rockets to fire. There were no missiles to test. There were no bills to send to the Pentagon with lots and lots of zeros behind it. Yes, it was a long four years, but now, oh now, thank the heavens, Mr. Robinette Biden is firmly ensconced in the seat of power. And because he took on corn pop, he feels as though he has enough vegan vinegar or vimen vinegar to call the president of Russia a killer. A killer. I know. But that's just Joe. You know what? That doesn't fly anymore, does it? When, when, when Joe misspoke and it was all colloquial and it was all fun and because he's from Wilmington, Delaware. He's not even from there, but that's fine too, isn't it? You people have no idea what you've done, do you? That's all right. It'll come to light. You'll see. But while we're waiting to see what transpires of this, uh, shall we call it a faux pas? Um, I, I've been, I, I don't know if it's people sending them in jest, if it's just funny ha-ha to them, but I've been getting bombarded by new prophets and prophetesses, all of them with a word from the Lord and most of them with, you know, riding phoenixes. Yes, the phoenix shall arrive. Why, why would it? Huh? See, because if your answer is, we're America, and not because we repented or because we sought God's favor or we sought God's forgiveness or we sought God's mercy, uh, then I, I'm very sorry. I, can, I cannot believe you are from Jesus. I'm sorry. You, you are not from Jesus. Being American and being from America and being America doesn't excuse what America is doing as a nation. It doesn't excuse the murder of the innocent. It doesn't excuse the shedding of innocent blood. It's, it doesn't excuse the, the, the codification into law of perversion. Uh, we're America is not an answer. But because I love you, I took the time to watch a few of these videos. I can't say I watched them all because I have 
a, a very low tolerance for stupid. So uh, stupid people and stupid words and uh, just stupidity itself gets to me very quickly. But from what I did see, uh, let me just preface by saying the following. Excuse me, I just sipped something. If the prophet du jour looks like he's auditioning to reprise the role of either Siegfried or Roy, then maybe, just maybe, you should be a smidge extra careful before you ingest, absorb, vouch for, and, you know, promote them. I know, I, I like the song Like a Rhinestone Cowboy, too. You know it, don't you? Like a rhinestone cowboy. Uh, yeah, if your so-called prophet looks like that, I'm very sorry. Just be careful, okay? What you need to understand is that there are no accidents with these people. Everything is thought through from how shiny the shirt should be to how many rings to wear on one hand or how much Grecian formula to lather into their graying hair. Everything is planned. You can't make all the hair dark. You need to leave a little gray on the sides. You know, it denotes wisdom and character. (laughs) If somebody looks like a used car salesman, Maybe they're not trying to sell you a car, but they're trying to sell you something. Also, if your prophet du jour looks like they just escaped the circus, and you're more focused on their twitchy eye and pit stains than the actual message from on high that they say they have for you, otherwise you're Ichabod, Maybe don't rush into sending them your hard-earned shekels, huh? Sorry, this isn't beating up on on, on the Menzo God. As we established last week, not all who come in his name are his. Just as not all who say, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And... I'm seeing a correlation between what the Bible says regarding the last days and what is happening in in, in Christendom today. The reason I'm focused on this is because we know that the number of so-called prophets will increase exponentially. They will say, here is the Christ, and there is the Christ, but you do not go. Look, I'm, I'm just doing all I can. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I know to keep my hands clean. That's it. And the way I keep my hands clean is tell you directly without ambiguity or guile that not everyone who has a tasty treat in the palm of their hand 
encouraging you to take a bite is honorable or noble. Remember what your mama used to say, don't take candy from strangers. Because some of the people offering you candy, spiritual or otherwise, are holding a hammer behind their back. And the moment you let your guard down, the moment you reach out for that tasty treat, you get a tap to the back of the head. And you know what? Some people wake up years later as if from a stupor wondering what happened to their life and how it is that they lost the thread so completely. And others, they just never wake up from it ever again. And they still defend people like the pink-haired lady or uh, who is it that looks like the Joker now from all the plastic surgery? Joyce Meyer. Ah, Joyce, the OG of flock fleecing. She was, she was original gangster kid when it came to exploiting lonely women with the God complex. She, was, she is still the matriarch. But people get embroiled and they'll defend these people to the death and they'll never once take an objective look at what they're teaching and, and the fruit of their so-called ministries. Anyway, I guess that's a nice segue into telling you about my new endeavor, uh, something I felt I needed to do for a long time now, uh, which is start a Patreon account. Now, before you get all huffy, we'll still do this program every week, but for the in-depth prophetic stuff, wink, wink, well, that's going to be behind the paywall now. It's it's just three tiers, okay? Five bucks a month gets you general prophecy, you know, run-of-the-mill, generalized. You can apply it to anybody. It's sort of like a sticker. One of my kids has sticker books, and they just can put those stickers anywhere. Now... 50 bucks a month gets you top secret prophecies. And 500 bucks a month gets you a personal prophecy every month. That's exciting. I mean, can you really put a price on a personal prophecy? Can you, huh? Can you? So, anyway, for a limited time, and a one-time fee of $5,000... I'll teach you how to prophesy so you can start your own flock fleecing enterprise. I'm limiting that offering to 100 people. So go to Patreon slash SuckerBornEveryMinute, sign up today, and get started on your prophetic journey. Now, hopefully, no one tuned out before they realized this was a joke. If they did, I'm bracing for some very spicy correspondence. So why do this? Well, to to make a point, of course. The entirety of the prophetic landscape, especially in the West, has so deteriorated that I know at least some people listening to this program for perhaps 
a handful of seconds believed that it was true. The fact that the average Christian has been conditioned to the point that it's feasible and almost normal for them to hear about pay structure and fee structure and tiers with the emphasis being placed on the notion that the more you pay, the more inside info you get straight from the throne room is beyond tragic. A word has not been invented for what it is. Best I can put it, even with my ample, impressive vocabulary, is is a mixture of sad, tragic, grotesque with a sprinkle of sympathy because it tells me that there are people out there hungry enough for some quote-unquote supernatural experience. There are people out there hungry enough for a prophetic word that they'll overlook the rhinestone cowboy with the bedazzled shirt trying to get them to make five easy payments of $49.99. So let's break this down for a minute. Before we get into something else, and I, there, was, there were like five things I wanted to talk about, but this is where we are. So Welcome! Prophecy is a gift, as are discernment, tongues, healing, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and faith. The foundational word throughout all of Paul's soliloquy on the gifts of the Spirit is the word gift. Yesterday was my birthday. Yeah, I know, one year older, yay me. I didn't go around to my wife and my children and the people I knew telling them what I wanted as a gift for my birthday. My daughter made me birthday cards by hand, very cute, very sweet, still have them. My wife gave me something she thought I would like. And although I earnestly desired a sweet bench-made pocket knife, guess what? It's not what I got. And I didn't get sullen or angry with my wife or my kids for not getting me that knife. You can earnestly desire something of the Holy Spirit. You can earnestly desire a gift. and be given something else instead. So the whole idea of teaching someone to be a prophet or to prophesy is lunacy on its face. I know. See, if I haven't brained your pet doctrine or your favorite idol yet, be patient. I'll get around to it. So far, and (laughs) I guess this is just a rudimentary list, I've managed to anger the pre-tribbers, the flat earthers, the Beth Moore fans, the feminists, the cat ladies, the lizard people, the Ichabodders, the alien abductionists, the giants in the land people, the Hebrew roots. And I'm sure I'm leaving, oh, the, the, the Paul was a heretic movement. And, and even that, I'm, I'm leaving something out, I'm sure. But like I said, give it time there will be some sore spot where I'll poke at 
at some point. But it's because I love you. Now, I wasn't going to do this today, but I guess today's as good a day as any because I'm, I'm burnt out. Look, the only thing that's really happening in this country is that Joe Biden is doing everything he said he would do. No more, no less. So if you were fool enough not to believe him at his word, well, Sonny Jim, that's on you. Porque he's not my president. So good luck with him. Anyway. Uh, do we have time? Yeah, we do. All right, let's get, let's get into 1 Corinthians 12 a little bit. I, uh, we may reserve the last 10 minutes or so for questions, but this is important because, again, everything in context. If these are the last days that the Bible speaks of, and you want, eh, I'm, if, if I had to bet on it, I'd pull the lever for yay. So if these are the last days the Bible speaks of, then the whole mess about false prophets and about false Christ and false teachers uh, has, has to be baked into the cake. We have to acknowledge it and be aware of it. And I'm... From what I'm feeling, from what I'm seeing, from what I'm gathering, uh, from what I'm discerning, okay, there is a tidal wave of quote-unquote new prophetic voices coming. And you need to guard your heart, and you need to protect your mind, because many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Again, the word you should have circled in your Bible as far as Matthew 24, 11 is concerned is many. Circle it, underline it. That's the scary word in that particular verse. Many. Not a handful, not a few. We've, we've always had false prophets to a certain extent trying to take advantage of the gullible. But this new wave that's coming will deceive many. And that's the troublesome thing. Not only will they have the means and wherewithal to rise up, they will deceive many once they do. All right. Let's get into 1 Corinthians 12 for a bit. Then maybe if time permits, we'll, we'll get to some questions. See, almost interactive, isn't it? And it's only 2021. I know, I'm behind the times. Who knows, maybe I'll start a Patreon account so I can sit at the cool kids' table, huh? Givest thou unto me thine shekels, that I might deliver unto thee the word you want to hear. I, I, 
I was actually uh, messaging back and forth with a friend last night uh, about the current state of affairs within the not-so-hallowed halls of modern Christianity. Uh, and, and we both concluded that if you want to bump your perceived authority um, by at least five points, just start speaking in King James English. And that'll do it. That, that, that'll impress the cat ladies to no end. Doest thou know of what thou speakest? Verily, verily, I sayest nay. But thou soundest wise while belching forth lunacy. See? I just sounded smarter. Anyway. Oh, what time is it? Oh, look at this. Look at this. We've gone through almost 40 minutes already, and, and, and we haven't even made a dent. First Corinthians 12.4. Uh, let me find it here. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. anywhere within these two verses where man has any control over the gifts, over the ministries, or over the activities. Diversity of gifts, but same spirit. Differences of ministries, but same Lord. Diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. The only thing that you can control as an individual is to answer the call. The only thing you can control as an individual is say, here I am, Lord, when he calls you. That's it. After that, where he sends you, how he uses you, where he uses you, when he uses you, all up to him, all up to God. How can I teach you to prophesy? Good question, Mike. I know, huh? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one For the profit of all. Who profits? The pink-haired lady? The rhinestone cowboy? The individual tasked with giving a prophecy or having a ministry? No! The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he's describing the body of Christ. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues. 
I know, it's in the Bible. <gasps> what shall we do? Tongues is in the Bible. Well, you can either acknowledge them or do what most Christians are doing and ignore it. Like they do 95% of the Bible. Because let's face it. Do you really need any more verses than John 3.16? And perhaps that one where he'll bless you coming and going, pressed down and shaken together. Glory! You don't, do you? I'm saved and I'm prosperous. That's all I really get out of 66 books of the Bible. Welcome to the Joel Osteen School of Theology. Anyway. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. Underline that in your Bible. Hopefully you're not reading the the gender-neutral Bible or the Ebonics Bible, because I don't know what those say. But if you have, you know, a Bible Bible... You should underline that, that, that whole verse, verse 11. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being made are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members each one of them in the body, just as he has pleased. Who be he? God. God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he has pleased. I know. You don't get to choose. Now, granted, the Bible does say that we should 
desire spiritual gifts. That we should earnestly desire the best gifts. But as I've mentioned, there is a marked difference between what you desire and what you ultimately get. You can earnestly desire one gift and God chooses to give you something completely different. When that occurs, understand that God is showing you a more excellent way. What he is doing is putting you in the office that he needs you to be. And there is no better place than to be where God needs you to be. I, I, I thought I'd talk about that today because there is just so much confusion within the household of faith. There are just so many believers wanting an experience that they're willing to overlook the fact that they are literally being fleeced. They want the experience so much that they're willing to overlook the fact that the individual in question, singular desire, is their credit card number or their bank account or a recurring charge. How do I put this nicely? Because I, you know what, I've, I've alienated enough people for the day. <sighs> what you should be desiring is not the experience but Christ. It's a good way to put it. What you should be desiring is not a particular gift, but an intimate relationship with the giver of all the gifts. It's like going to the store and buying bottled water or having the spring in your own backyard. If the spring is in your backyard, you don't need a middleman to sell you anything. You don't need to go to the store and the store sells you the water. And if they so choose, they can refuse you service or they can hike the price. But if the spring is in your own backyard... You don't need a middleman. All you need is a cup. And even a cup eh, is a luxury. All you need is two hands that you can cup together and drink your fill. So stop chasing after water merchants and come to a place where you're in the stream. 
because the water merchants will multiply. And each one's going to have their hook. Each one's going to have their, their, their special flavor. This one's got vitamins. This one makes you smart. Didn't work for Joe, did it? Sure, he drank so much smart water, his diver was full every 20 minutes. And still, no smarter for it. Don't, don't chase after the merchants. They're just trying to sell you what you could get for free. I don't know who that's for, but that's for somebody. Then at some point you'll realize just how profound it is. Why chase after somebody and pay for something that you could get for free? That's pretty good. You should probably write that down, write a whole book. Compete with Joel Osteen. But I won't. Because, again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sell you water. I want to point you to the stream. I want to encourage you to go and get it yourself. So that's that. All right, we got nine minutes. And if Gino's fingers are nice and warm, he could throw a couple questions at me. Uh, because I, hey, I promised last time, last time we didn't get a chance. I don't even remember if we did, but here we go. Let's do it. Hit me. All righty. One question here is about people staying home now from church and uh, whether out of fear or loving their neighbor and not, and being concerned about personal safety. But the word of God commands us to come together, to fellowship together, not forsake the gathering together. And uh, so the question the person on YouTube asked is, is this laziness or mostly fear? And how do you feel about that? It's lack of hunger. I, I, it's what I attribute it to. Look, if, you, if you're hungry, you go find food. If you're thirsty, you go find water. At any given moment, even going to the store to buy some papaya or some pineapple. You can get run over by a car. You can get hit by a bus. Your, your automobile can spontaneously combust. You can get struck by lightning. An escaped bull can gore you. Look, I, I, I think a lot of Christians who dragged their feet to church have found a plausible excuse to no longer give God a couple hours every week. And uh, it's, it's always fun when the excuse you find is, is self-righteous, isn't it? When it makes you magnanimous. I would go, but I have neighbors, and I don't want to put them in danger. How far away do your neighbors live? 6.2 miles. How often do you get together? I saw them a year ago last December. All right, come on. Seriously? But see, it's a, it's a good excuse, isn't it? And, and the more you stay away, the colder your heart will get. 
the less you will feel the need for fellowship, the less you will feel the need for, for the bond of brotherhood. Because going back to the analogy of the body, and actually this was a really good question to circle back to this. I know, circle back has become one of the, the, the best lines in the last six weeks. I'm circling back. Uh, if you sever a thumb or if you sever a finger, if you get to a doctor quick enough, they can reattach it. If you sever a finger and you wait two weeks and that severed appendage begins to rot, there's no reattaching it to the body. Right now, in many places, the body of Christ is literally dismembered. Severed fingers, severed toes, severed noses, severed ears. And the longer they stay apart, the harder they will become to, to, to reattach and, and, and make viable again. I hope that makes sense. See, and that's what the enemy wants. The, the enemy wants a fractured body. Everyone in their little cubbyhole with their face diaper watching a Zoom meeting of a guy picking his nose because he doesn't know he's gone live yet. So, all right, one more question because we got the time. Gene, hit me. All right, I'd like that answer. Um, uh, what's your opinion of Pope Francis communing with um, Islam and Mideast leaders and uh, the Pope trying to say that the religion should come together? Well, we, we should have known where, where Pope Francis stands by now. We should have known it long ago. Look, there, there, there is a push for a one-world religion. There is a push for globalization of everything. And uh, Pope Francis is, uh, even by the thinnest of definitions, not a man of God. Uh, you, you, you can tell by, by the various positions he's taken over the years. Look, like, like everything else in this corrupt world, I, I believe the, the Catholic Church has been compromised. I've met decent Catholic people, man. I mean, and, and, and the, 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 the hardest thing to get through to them is what I just went through on this program. Don't look for somebody to sell you the water. Go find the source for yourself. And it's hard for them to get away from that mindset, but as far as Pope Francis is concerned, he's, he's corrupt as the day is long in, in midsummer. So there's that. I know. See, now I've alienated the Catholics. They're going to get together with the Beth Moore fans, and they're going to come hunt me down with pitchforks. But you know what? That's all right. As long as I know I'm on the side of right, it, it, I'm still smiling. Because uh, I sleep very well at night. And it's not because uh, I take pharmaceuticals. I don't. I've never taken an Ambien in my life, and yet I sleep. Because I know that I've spoken the truth to you unashamedly, without reservation. And now um, what you do with said truth is entirely up to you. God bless you. 
Thank you for joining us. Gino, if you've got anything to say, it's yours. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I think that's a great answer about the Pope. And uh, I know you will never alienate the remnant of God because the people that want truth, and we read a lot of comments on YouTube of people supporting the show and wanting the truth. And this is a wonderful platform for Mike to continue to speak the truth. He does have many books out, a powerful book called The Battle Ready Believer. And you can go to the Handy Help website and see all the different books that we have. Uh, That will encourage you in your prayer life, the Holy Spirit's work, uh, messages uh, about faith. And also we have the message of God for America given through Dimitri, through the fire without burning and dreams and visions. So please tell your friends, tell your church family, go to handtohelp.com and get the warnings out while we can. Thank you so much for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.